0: Are you in search of a closer relationship with Jesus Christ and a better understanding of the basic truths of Christian faith? If so, please join us for Simple Secrets of the Kingdom, a series of Bible studies developed by Reverend James Otterness and taught by Skip Hedgepath, board member of Good News Ministries and Bible teacher at Christ Church in Midland, Texas. Hi, I'm Skip Hedgepath. Welcome to Simple Secrets of the Kingdom. Uh, some of my friends recently in a conversation were talking about about what they would do with the money if they uh, won the 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 lotto, and I was uh, I was amused listening to them because some of the things were really kind of outrageous. But a lot of them talked about having a new car uh, and the fanciest car that they could find. Some of them talked, of course, about finding a new home or finding a vacation home uh, and buying it. But uh, but as I was thinking about that, I also thought about about for believers, for those who, who know Jesus as their Savior, uh, we have experienced a, a gift that is far greater than any kind of lotto or money monetary prize that anyone could ever win. Because if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, today the Creator of the heavens and the earth has made His home in your heart. And so the power that is living in you today through faith in Jesus is far greater than any power or money or fame or anything else that the world could ever hope to offer you. In fact, the power of Jesus in you is so much greater that you can't even compare anything uh, to it in this earth. And the reason is very simple is because Jesus is the creator. Everything else is made by him. So, if you could have the Creator in you, why would you want to settle for just something that the creation offers? So, uh, today, we're going to look at this uh, aspect of who Jesus is, uh, and in, in Jesus the Creator, and what that means, not only what does it mean in terms of who He is, but what does it mean for you, knowing that the Creator is living in you? So, Uh, We've got several scriptures to look at today, and we'll read the scripture and talk about it. And before we get into the word, let's go to the Lord and ask his blessing over our study today. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you and ask your blessing over our study today. Lord, we want to know the truth from your scripture. We want to know who Jesus is. We want to know... uh, The power of His resurrection, as the Apostle Paul says. And we want to know uh, what it means for us that He lives in us today through faith. Uh, Bless us that way, Lord. Increase our knowledge and enlighten us in our hearts so that we might know Him and know You better. We pray again in His name. Amen. So we're going to begin today by going to Hebrews, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, Chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. In many and various ways, God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He reflects the glory of God and bears the very stamp of his nature, upholding the universe by his word of power. When he had made purification for sins he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has obtained is more excellent than theirs. And so, he starts out saying that God has spoke to us in many and various ways throughout history. God spoke through the prophets. He spoke through Moses in the first five books of the Old Testament that Moses wrote for us. So, God speaks through the scripture. God spoke through the prophets, Prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah who spoke to God's people on behalf of God. But he says, uh, most recently, God has spoken to us through his son. His son, whom he appointed the heir of all things and through whom he created the world. And so, Jesus is God's message to us. And uh, Jesus is the heir of all things. Jesus in the heir means the owner. Jesus owns all of creation. It belongs to him. This is who he is. He's the heir of God for the kingdom of God. And through whom he created the world just simply means that Jesus himself is the creator. Jesus is God. And and as such, Jesus is the one who created it all. This is who he is. And where we're getting to with this. This is who he is, and this is who lives in you if you are a believer in Jesus today. He goes on, and he says, The sun reflects the glory of God and bears the very stamp of his nature, upholding the universe by his word of power. So the sun is a reflection of God and bears the very stamp of his nature. So if you want to know what God is like, maybe you've been afraid of God all your life. If you want to know what God is like, look to Jesus. The scripture paints a very clear picture of who Jesus is. You can see his character. You can see and experience Jesus' heart and the kind of man that he was as you read his stories in the New Testament. And uh, and so if you want to know who God is, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, look at Jesus he bears the very stamp of his nature. I uh, Not long ago, my son has grown now and, and lives out of town. He was back in town for a visit. And anytime I'm around my son, I get, I get uh, comments from people that my son is the spitting image of me. He looks just like me. And so you could say he bears the stamp of my nature on him. So if you want to know what, my son's dad looks like, look at him. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. And uh, He upholds the universe by His word of power. Not only has He made it all, but He holds it all together. This is our God, and this is our God who lives in you through faith in Him. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2 now and look at verses 5 through 9. And we'll learn a little bit more about who it is that lives in you through faith. Hebrews 2, 2, 5-9. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou carest for him? Thou Thou didst make him for a little while lower than the angel's. Thou hast crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside of his control. As it is, we do not yet see everything in in subjection to him, but we see Jesus, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone and so we don't see everything in God's creation and we don't see all of God. There's no way we could today because we are limited and God is is infinite. But we do see Jesus. God didn't want to hide himself so far from us that we didn't know who he was or how he was. Instead, he sent Jesus so that we could know. And We see Jesus who is crowned with glory because of his death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. We've talked about who Jesus is. He's the creator. He's the heir of all things. And so I want you to get this picture of God's love for you today as you listen to this program because Jesus is God. Jesus is the creator of all things and the heir of all things. And Jesus is, died on the cross for you. Uh, He was crowned with glory because of his death so that he might taste death for everyone. On that day, as the old song says, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. On that old rugged cross, on that day outside of Jerusalem, God loved you so much that he died for you. He knew that your sin separated you from Him. And He so much wanted a relationship with you that he, took, he lowered Himself to the point of death on a cross so that your sin might be forgiven. God loves you so much that He died for you. Wow, what a thought. To experience the love of God in that way is beyond something that, that our minds can even grasp but hopefully our hearts can grasp through faith in Him. We're going to go now to Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 16. Colossians 1, verses 9 through 16. And I'll read. And so from, from the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding to lead a life worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. And so, here is what the Apostle Paul is saying in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9-16. through 16. Here's what the Father has done for us. He has qualified us for a place in the kingdom of God. Through faith in Jesus, we are qualified. And that's the only thing that qualifies us for eternity with God. Some people think that if they live a good life, if they basically... Uh, try to do good most of the time, that somehow that will qualify them for eternity with God in heaven. But we know through the Scriptures that no man comes to the Father except through faith in Jesus. It is faith alone that qualifies us to enter into the kingdom of God. So He has qualified us. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness. Before uh, Before you believed in Jesus, you were uh, walking in condemnation. Uh, Your sin had separated you from God and had put you outside of the kingdom of God. But through faith in Jesus, now God delivers you from that dominion of darkness and gives you a place in His kingdom. And He has transferred you into the kingdom of His Son. So that just means that through faith in Jesus, you get a transfer. A transfer from outside the kingdom to being a member of the kingdom of God and a child in the family of God. You're transferred from, uh, from darkness into light through faith in Him. Let's look at some more from these verses in Colossians. He says, In His Son, we have redemption. That redemption just simply means in the beginning, we belong to God. But then through our sin, we were separated from God. God made us, and then we were separated because of sin, but then God bought us back out of sin through the blood of Jesus shed on the cross so that, um, so that we are redeemed now through faith in Him. And then He says, In His Son we have the forgiveness of sins. So you can think about today, uh, and don't think on it long because it's just too horrible a thought to think on, but think about today, the worst thing that you've ever done in your life. And let that thought be in your mind for just a second. Today, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, in God's book in heaven, that sin is blotted out. There's no record of it. It is removed from you as far as the east is from the west, so far as He removed our transgressions from us through faith in Him. And so, in Him, we have the forgiveness of His sins. In His Son, He wipes out our sin so that on judgment day, When we stand before God, uh, there will be no record of our sin because of faith in Jesus. The Son is the image of the invisible God. We talked about that. If you want to know what God is and what God is like, look to Jesus. He is the the first begotten of all creation. Uh, He was there in the beginning, creating it all. And all things were created. I love this. They were created in Him, through Him, and for Him. And so, especially this last part that says all things were created for Him. If you want to know what your purpose is in this life, why you were made, you were made to live for the praise of His glory. You were created for the pleasure of God. Uh, And until you find your purpose in Him, you'll wander and look and never be satisfied with Purpose and meaning in this life. Because uh, St. Augustine said, Our lives, uh, our hearts are restless until we find our rest in Thee. Uh, Your heart will be restless and you'll look for things in this world to be satisfied and to bring you peace and joy and comfort, but none of those things will last. The only lasting joy and peace will come through faith in Jesus. Because we were created for Him. There's this God-shaped void in all of our hearts before we know Him. And that void can only be filled up through Jesus Christ. Uh, Let's read some more. Colossians chapter 1, verses 17 through 23. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were estranged and hostile in mind doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him provided that you continue in the faith, steadfast, stable, and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which has been preached to every creature under heaven, and I and of which I, Paul became a minister. So let's look at the list from Colossians and see uh, and go on with our list and see who he says Jesus is in Colossians. He says, he is before all things. Nothing existed before Jesus. He was there before time. He was there in the beginning when, and he was the one who spoke it all into creation. In him, all things hold together. And so I love this because there are times in my life when I'm broken, when things aren't going well, when my heart has been broken in this life. And because of Jesus, I know that I will never in this life be broken uh, in my spirit beyond repair. Because Jesus, the Creator, who made the universe and holds it all together, is in me, holding me together. So that uh, no matter what may come in my life, I know that Jesus in me is enough to see me through. And because I have that assurance today, I don't have to live in fear and be paranoid about something bad happening to me to the point where I can't enjoy my life here. Because I know that Jesus is in me and he's going to hold me together. He says the son is the head of the church. And so uh, the head of my church is not my pastor. The head of my church is the Lord Jesus Christ. And my pastor is there to point me to the head of the church. And I hope that that's what you find in your church also. Uh, The son is the firstborn from the dead. This, again, is the good news about the resurrection. The cemetery is not your final resting place if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. He is preeminent in everything. And that just simply means Jesus is number one. Jesus is number one in everything. And so I would ask you today, is Jesus number one in your life? Uh, Because if He is, what you'll find is that when Jesus is number one, He makes everything else in your life better. When Jesus is number one, you husbands, you become a better husband and a better employee at your job. And wives, when Jesus is number one, He makes you a better wife and a better parent. And so uh, Jesus is preeminent in all things. And when He is lifted up in our lives, He lifts everything else up along with Him. Uh, "...in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Him God reconciles all things." And this talk of reconciliation just means that He makes peace. Uh, God the Reconciler is within us. And when God the Reconciler is in me, I don't always have to have my own way in things. I can give way and allow other people to have their way. Because if Jesus, the, the Prince of Peace, is in me, I can learn to live peaceably, with people, and not have my way in everything. The Son has reconciled you by His death, and before faith in Jesus, we were apart from God, at odds with God. But through faith, He reconciles us to God. He he brings us to peace with God, to present us holy and blameless before Him. Now, I don't know about you, but I know my life, and I know some of the things that I've done with my life, and in my life over the years, especially before I was a believer, and even some after that. Things that I wouldn't want to talk to you about today on this program. But uh, I know that on my own, I would never be held blameless before God. But that's the good news for me, and also the good news for you, that whatever has gone on in your life in terms of you've let people down, you've sinned, you've broken the commandments, uh, Today, through faith in Jesus, God holds you blameless for those things. Uh, That's one of the miracles of the amazing grace of God. All of this happens through faith in Him. So, we're going to go now to Ephesians and get some more of this wonderful gift. You know, I started out talking about the spiritual lotto that you win through faith in Jesus. Uh, and, And it only gets better Uh, when you have the Creator living in you, then you understand why uh, the Apostle Paul says, all things are possible through Him. Uh, All things are possible through faith in Jesus when the Creator lives in you. So we're going to go to Ephesians now, chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. And read what Paul says to the Ephesians about Uh, the gift that comes to them through faith in Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. He destined us in love to be His sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished on us. For He has made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of His will, according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth, according to... In Him, according to the purpose of Him who accomplishes all things according to the counsel of His will, we who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of His glory. In Him you also who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, have believed in Him. We're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance, until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of His glory. So let's look at this now and talk about it. We've read the scripture. Let's talk about this and see what God has blessed us with. I love this verse in Ephesians. It's one of my life verses. And the translation I memorized it in says, Thanks be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. So, what has God left out? How many spiritual blessings has He left out for you? None. If you believe in Him, He has blessed you with every spiritual blessing that there is. In other words, if Christ is in you, you have everything that you need in order to live the Christian life. He says, God chose us in Him to be holy and blameless before Him. God chose you to be holy and blameless. You know, some people really get, uh, they get concerned or bothered by this fact about being chosen by God. Uh, and they get hung up on predestination. How can there be predestination and us have the right to choose at the same time? And, and I'm not uh, smart enough or deep enough to be able to figure out how God is sovereign and in control of all things. But at the same time, He gives us the right to choose our course in our life. Uh, but I do know that these two threads of the predestination of, of God and the free will of man run parallel, side by side, all the way through the Scripture. And so, for me, that's not something that bothers me, knowing that God is in control of creation. and Instead, it gives me great comfort to know that God has a plan for my life. And God has a plan for your life. He says, He destined us in love to be His sons through Jesus. Uh, Part of God's plan for you is that you become His child through faith in Jesus. Ultimately, that's God's will for your life and for everyone's life. To know Jesus as our Lord and to be in relationship with Him. Because the relationship that we have with Him in this life is the relationship we'll have with Him in the next life. So, uh, it's God's will that we come into a relationship with Jesus. In Him we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. We've talked about that already. And you can't talk about the forgiveness of sins enough. Because when you look at your life and the things that you've done, and you realize that God loves you so much that He sent Jesus to die for you, then you know, what the true meaning of grace is. Uh, It's only then when you look at your sin and know that God has forgiven you that you can sing the the old song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, that saves a wretch like me. Then that song becomes real for you when you understand the amazing grace of God. Uh, God has made known to us the mystery of His will, a plan to unite all things in Him. And so, God's will, which before Christ may have been a mystery, is now revealed. And that will of God is to unite all things in Jesus Christ. All things in heaven and on earth. So that one day, all creatures, we learned this in Philippians chapter 2, every knee will bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow to Him eventually. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And so in the end, when Jesus comes again, uh, even the people who are in hell will bow their knee to the Creator because they'll see Him. It will just be too late to experience eternity with Him. But every knee eventually will bow to the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, on earth and under the earth. That's why it's important to know Him now. Um, He says, We have been destined in Him to love To live so others will thank God for us. He said there, the way it read in the scripture, that we were destined in Him to live to the praise of His glory. What that means is that uh, we were destined to live so that people will praise God or thank God for us. And so one of the ways you know that you're living for the glory of God is if people look at you in your life and say, Thank God for you. Thank God that God put you in my life and is blessing me through you. And when God gets the glory for your life, then you're living your life to the praise of His glory. Then at the end, he says, uh, one of the, the, the last great benefit of this spiritual lottery that you have won through faith in Jesus is that you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, the guarantee of your inheritance. And that simply means this. Through faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and, and lives in you and seals you as God's child. And, and that is uh, the down payment of your inheritance, that one day you will be with Him forever in heaven, and the Holy Spirit is given to you as that seal of, of that promise. So I, I hope that you are blessed today by knowing what you have through faith in Jesus, and that you can praise God for the spiritual lottery that you have inherited through faith in him. Thank you for tuning in today, and goodbye. If you have a prayer request or questions about any of the material covered in today's lesson or would like to support the program with a contribution, contact us by email at simplesecrets at goodnewsministries.org or by mail at P.O. Box 3315, Midland, Texas 79702. Until next time, thank you for sharing the simple secrets of the kingdom.